Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Wednesday show. This is episode 283, and we've got a great guest with us this week. It's Judy Knight, the founder and chief of New Tricks Web Design of Atlanta. Hello, Judy. Hi, how are you? Yes. Would you like to do a quick intro to the to the listeners and viewers? Sure. Um, I um, am the founder of... Uh, Nutrix Academy and Nutrix.com. Uh, we're in a small agency in Atlanta. I've got four people uh, that work with us. I like to keep it small because I like to do the work. And, um, and I'm also very active in the WordPress community and have been from the start here in oh. Atlanta and all over the country. And I'm just really happy to be here today with you and Kim. Oh, thank you so much, Judy. And I've got my co-host, Kim. Like to introduce yourself quickly, Kim? Absolutely. I'm Kim Schivler. I'm a communications strategist and instructional design consultant and part-time helping out here as the co-host on WP Tonic Podcast. Yeah, she keeps me under control, folks. (laughs) Uh, I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a WordPress maintenance support company with a specialization in membership and learning management systems development and support and before we go into the interview i just want to quickly uh, mention our major sponsor which is kinster hosting um, i host the wp tonic website on kinster and some of our clients websites and they're big enough to have all the bells and whistles like staging site continuous backup great technical support but they're not too big so they don't care anymore. They're still a reasonably boutique size hosting um, WordPress specialist hosting provider. And I've just been blown away by their support and their commitment to WordPress. So if you're looking for a really quality hosting experience at a very reasonable price, um, go to Kinsta. You can also go to the WP Tonic website. There will be links in the show notes and on the website, banners to Kinsta. They are affiliate um, links. And if you use one of those for yourself or for a client, you will be supporting this podcast. So, Judy, thanks so much for coming on to the website. So you've been really big in the um, WordPress community in Atlanta for quite a while. And you've seen a little bit of a, a problem, a continuous problem with people joining um, the meetups and the activities in Atlanta around WordPress. Would you like to tell the listeners what you've generally observed? Well, you know, people fall in love with WordPress and they want to do this for a living. They think either they're um, already in the field or, they're, um, or they have a second career, but they, they love to do it and they start out and then they find out it's a lot harder to do it right um, than they thought it was. And like every learning any new skill, you know, there's a part where you're really excited and then you realize, oh my God, I'm making $3 an hour and I have no idea how to get from where I am now to 
to competent. And, you know, if you were learning to play the violin, there you'd go get a violin teacher. But there's not, even meetups and word camps don't provide the level of, of training that you need to, I call it the uh, Bermuda Triangle of web designer hell, where you're in that place where you, you know how far you have to go, but you don't even know what you don't know. So it's hard to get better. And so I started a course um, to deal with that when I realized that it's way more than finding a perfect theme. It's like there's seven competency areas, if not more, that you have to have a foundation in. And people weren't having a foundation across all of those. So are you talking about a power user or are you talking about somebody that's looking to become a front um, using WordPress as a way of becoming a front end developer or you, or you, or is it all those type of kind of people? It's mostly what I'm, my particular passion is working with people that are already working with clients. They've decided they're doing this and they're already working with clients, but they don't have the breadth of information that they need to do to know to do it right. Things like you find people out there that have an HTML site and they're converting it to a WordPress site and they don't do 301 redirects and the client loses all of their 10 years of SEO. You know, those kinds of things. Um, Or they make a really pretty site but it's not effective because it doesn't follow the brand story and have calls to action and speak to a particular niche. And so, you know, across these seven kind of competency areas, there's a lot of different ways people can uh, screw up basically. And, uh, you know, it's different for different people, but it's people, it's people that are out there that are already trying to be a web designer. Well, it's, very, it's a very broad title. What is a web designer? Yeah, you know? uh, um, so, you know, obviously, like you say, there's a lot of balls that you're going to be having to juggle if, you, if you're going to do that direct-to-client um, support and development for. Um, not only have you got the technical, um, you need a certain level of technical skill, but also the business side mm-hmm. of it and the marketing side, not only for your own even if you're just a free, I was just going to say just a freelancer. Um, I take that back. That was a bit slightly patronizing. Well, especially yeah. if you're a freelancer, right? Exactly. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with being a freelancer. There's loads of people that choose just to keep as an independent freelancer because of the lifestyle that they are wishing to have. Um, so there's a lot of balls there. Um, do you actually think it's actually getting, I, I see this actually getting a lot more complicated with um, with the change in WordPress that's coming up and the need for somebody to probably, um, their smaller customization um, work is probably going to dry up because people will be able to do that themselves. Or, or, I might be wrong there because maybe uh, this is the whole point of editors because you've got the ability to do something doesn't mean that you should do it because you, you have you can. <laughs> well, you can. Uh, we, so um, how do you see, do you see things getting more difficult for somebody trying to break into this or do you think it's just going to change but the fundamentals are just going to remain the same? 
I, I think the fun, I think it's not going to be as much of a change for small uh, front end developers, people, freelancers who are out there servicing clients. There are always clients that that can't do any of this. And even if they could, they don't know what to put on their website. They don't know how to make an effective website. They, you know, the people that put their welcome at the top and put their mission statement right on the top of the homepage. So there's always going to need to be people that, that are whatever people want to call them and um, facilitators of creating building websites. And that could even mean a a developer because just because you can do code doesn't mean you necessarily should. If you're building a site for a small client who wants to, I mean a small business, not even a tiny business, who wants to be able to update the site and create it, keep it going themselves. You know, even developers don't know how to make effective sites. Mm -hmm. And so it's that thing about this, you know, competencies across the board, like, um, you know, even writing, you have to, if you're going to even hire a writer, you can't just go out and hire a writer. You have to know that the writer knows how to write for a website and knows how to write for conversion and tell this the story, the brand story. So even if you're not going to be the writer, you need to know enough about what excellence is so that you can supervise, hire a writer and supervise them. So I think that with all the changes in WordPress, it's going to affect larger companies more who have been creating, uh, who have been coding, using a lot of um, you know, custom coding, custom fields, custom this and that. They're going, and who have large, very large installations, they're going to have to redo those. But I think the smaller, um, you know, if you haven't been doing a lot of coding and you've been doing it with uh, Studio Press or Beaver Builder or some of the other page builders or uh, like that, I don't think that there's going to be as big a hiccup. That was great. Um, got any questions, Kim? I do. Um, and this is actually teasing out something that I know about Judy, but I want the, the audience to know it also. Uh, like me, Judy's had a, had a professional career that was completely different. And because of that, she brings some really interesting uh, things to the, when you talk about effectiveness and the effectiveness of a WordPress site or any website. Would you share a little bit about that background, Judy, and, and why it allows you to really help people key in on what's effective. Yeah, well, the secret is, um, not so secret, but I'm a clinical psychologist. Um, I'm a PhD psychologist who practiced for many years, and then I had a software company that um, was the CEO of a software company and the user experience person for uh, medical record software. So combining those two things, I've always been really uh, uh, fascinated with user experience and really what it takes to bottle. Like if Kim was doing your website, I'd say, Kim, obviously you can sell in person. You know, you know what to do. You get clients, whatever. So we have to bottle what you do, who you are, what you do. We, we have to like synthesize that and put it on your website in a way that people going to that site have an experience of who you are, what you do, that they're in the right place and they make a connection with you, that they absolutely decide you're the person for them. And so that's where that my background helps. 
Um, that's my secret sauce. But I feel like I can teach other people to do that. Um, and, you know, versus just having a website that shows your portfolio on the front. And graphic designers are, you see a lot of graphic design websites that just say, oh, I'm a graphic designer and here are, here's my portfolio. But the thing is, their portfolio all looks like everybody, unless they're very stylized, it looks the same as everybody else. So why would I pick this person versus that person? And without that story, without the personal without the photo, without the, you know, intro, you know, if people, what, 92% of the people check you out before they ever go to your, you know, pick up the phone and uh, you want to start off on the good foot. You want to be the person that they would rather work with before they even meet you. So that's what I mean by effective. I love that. And we hear a lot in, in marketing and, and, not just online marketing, just in marketing in general right now, of the power of story and that we need to be telling our stories. So in this class that you have, you're actually teaching some of that also, not just the technical piece, mm. but the storytelling piece. Yeah, and people sometimes think that um, designers or developers think that the story is about them when really the story is about how you help others. So the story focuses on the, on your client, your ideal client. And you are the guy basically that's going to get them what they want. So um, one of our students is, so you have to have a niche, right? You have to know who you're speaking to in order to tell that story correctly. So one of the students in my um, recent round of the course uh, is a horse person. And she had a terrible, she was getting business. She's very talented designer. She has some coding skills. She's, you know, is doing business anyway, but just not confident. And her website was, you know, just, it looked like an about page basically. And one of the things in our course, I have people do their own websites because as web designers and developers, are terrible about taking the time to really do this for yourself. And it's hard to do it for yourself, but if you can do it for yourself, then you can do it for others. So I have them go through starting off with branding and niche, and that's a big resistance. Oh, I don't want to limit myself. And so this one woman is an equestrian, and so she designed her site to be for the equestrian community. And it is gorgeous. It tells her story. The things on her website, like her hero picture is a picture that would speak directly to her audience because it's the leather of a saddle. And one of her clients said, I can just smell that. <laughs> I can smell that through the website. And that's what we want to do is have somebody understand when they go to her site that this is a person that understands our industry and has, you know, already cut through everything. She'll be great to work with. And so I love that. Um, I'm really proud of her. Oh, that's great. We need to go for our break, folks. We'll be back in a few moments and we'll be talking some more with Judy Knight. And we'll be talking about um, how she developed this course 
some of the things she learned about um, course development and continuing the discussion also uh, about how people struggle to nicheify and to find their target audience. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast we're coming back we've had a great chat with judy Knight. been fascinating so judy um you like you mentioned in the first half of the show you developed this course was it a much bigger task than you thought and what some of the key things you've learned about the process oh it was a very <laughs> it was a totally you know, a total surprise at how much work is involved in doing the course. I first did a pilot just, I, I first did a pilot based on my blog post because I've been blogging for nine years every Wednesday. Um, and so I have like hundreds of blog posts and I collapsed them into categories and, you know, I had a lot of content. So the first one, I just uh, made that up as I went along and with six people and it worked out really well, but I knew that I had to take that content and then put it into a, cor- a real course format with a video a transcript and assignment in a quiz. And after the first pilot, which was finished um, right before WordCamp last year, WordCamp Atlanta and WordCamp Atlanta is happening now. So it was a year ago. I thought it was going to take me maybe three months to do all of that content and seriously it's taken over a year and I just actually while I was doing the second round of the course I was also finishing the end modules and just finished the last one like three weeks ago Um, there are 10 modules five to ten lessons per module and with each one like I said having a transcript an assignment and a quiz and then we meet weekly and I just totally underestimated the time it was going to take to do that right. Um, um, before I put it over to Kim again, um, on reflection, I, I hear the same um, story quite a lot. Um, on reflection, do you think you you would have been better off aiming at a very much smaller initial course, <laughs> which you could have got up? and also used it as a way of promoting and got on with your promoting and used it as a driver for your main course. Do you think that would, on reflection, might have been a better strategy? (laughs) I think that probably in my life that's a better strategy. I was the kid that in home ec, instead of making an apron, made a suit, you know, or uh, the first cake I ever made was baked Alaska. So, yes, absolutely, it would have been a better strategy. Um, but I kept thinking, I can't leave this out. I can't leave that out. But, um, yeah, it, it, it would be. And it still may be. I might divide it up into uh, different competency areas and then have people, you know, be able to, to do it that way. Over to you, Kim. Thank you. 
Uh, so I hear you saying you meet live. So this is not a completely automated course. You've got some blended learning going on. Yes. What was your decision on, as opposed to, you know, that everybody wants this automated mecca of passive income. What was your decision on making this kind of a, a live, probably some part coaching program almost? Mm -hmm. um, I think it was because, you know, I did this course because it's a course that I would have wanted back when I was that person. And, um, and it, you know, the, the, the results from people signing up for courses are abysmal about finishing. And I wanted people to be able to finish it. And I think that a big part of that is connecting with a mentor. And I love that part of it. So, um, you know, there's a lot of psychological parts of, of battling those inner voices and uh, keeping with your commitment and connecting, you know, with, with your core, with the people in the course that keep people in the course. So I've had a really good track record in both of the sessions, keeping people in the course and having them finish it. Um, and I think that in large part is because I'm, I take a stand for them. I take a stand that they're going to get this done. It's $2,500 for the session. I mean, for the course, but that's, I say, you know, if you can't, uh, do just the cost of doing your own, you know, having the coaching to do your own website pays for that. Plus you should be able to get at least one or two other clients during the time, the four months or so that you can do um, that. You can start charging more for your websites as well. Um, but I think it's the personal uh, part of it that keeps people involved and attached. I agree. And it also is what pushes that higher value. It's hard to sell an automated course for a whole lot of money because there's so many out there mm -hmm. and you don't get that touch. Uh, along those lines, then, when you're, you have them being active in the course, is that just with you or did you do any type of teamwork as far as like forums or comments or, or getting them involved with each other also? Mm -hmm. Yes, um, and that people really like that. Um, we have a Slack group and... Um, you know, I think that's something people even want more of is, and when I get more people, I mean, when you have six people, six, both, both sessions had six active people. I, this last session had eight, but two of them didn't attend the meetings. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping to have bigger sessions, but the, the part where they meet with each other, I think they got connected with each other and that, that's a big piece of it too. And then I also have my team. And so when certain topics come up, you know, I have, you know, them step into our meetings with us to go over things and that, you know, to make more, to make clearer or whatever. So, you know, it's a group effort, but I'm there most every session. Excellent. And just a quick logistics question, and then I'll toss it back over to Jonathan. What process, because I do this also, I do the live, what process did you use to figure out what are the best times? You mentioned two people didn't come to the live meetings. How did you get that live meeting time down? Well, I did, um, what's, there's that little app, I uh, forget what it's called. Um, Doodle? Is it Doodle? There's, I, I forget which one it is. Maybe it was Doodle. 
I think it was Doodle, that I put out a bunch of times. And, you know, people are all over the place. I don't really think the people that didn't attend, it was because of the time. Um, because they also, those people didn't use their individual sessions because in addition to the, the weekly, then you can have, um, there's three 30 minute individual sessions built into it with me at different points, meeting certain points. And so, you know, obviously the, the two people that haven't been attending haven't kept up with all of the coursework either, as well as the people that attended. So, yeah, it's hard to pick a time. Wow. So you've got the automated, you've got the groups, and then you've got the private one-on-one coaching. That is a value bomb you've got there. <laughs> that's really, that's fabulous. Jonathan, what do you think? Oh, it sounds great. Um, what kind of technologies did you, obviously WordPress was the underpin in older imagine, uh, um, but uh, what other technologies did you choose to use for this? Well, I, I, um, a few years ago, I had Laura, uh, had um, Natalie Lucier be a keynote speaker at WordCamp, and um, I've been following her for years, and and so I use her uh, ambition access ally and her learning management system, oh. um, and we built our own uh, course on our own website for that. Um, because it's really pretty. <laughs> it allows us to really customize it and to have, you know, it's beautiful and it's easy to use. And it has, it has all the bells and whistles with um, progress charts, I mean, progress meters and quiz, easily making quizzes and keeping in touch with people. Um, it also has affiliate capability. So what was the, you know, obviously you, your first batch of students is always a learning curve. So what was some of the fundamental um, feedback that you got that was a little bit surprising? Um, well, one of the people said, you know, when I, when I put it out there, I was pretty shocked because that I had six people right away say they wanted to do it. And then I like closed registration because I didn't want to be on the hook for too many people. Um, with when I didn't know what I was doing. So, and one person had said that it was an, she was excited about it because she had always wanted to work with me, but didn't know how. And so what, that was surprising to me that there were so many people that were, that wanted to have this opportunity to basically learn all of this material and then kind of have me mentor them. Oh, that's great. And you've got um, the course reopening in May, haven't you, um, for a new batch of students? Is that correct? Yeah, I was going to do it in the fall, but I had so many people from the last time that missed it, that didn't do it for one reason or another, that they've asked to do it, um, to have it before the fall. So, yeah, it's going to open again in May. Oh, and we have that um, in the show notes, folks. We have a link to that. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up for the podcast part of the show. Um, in the bonus content that follows, folks, which you'll be able to watch on the WP Tonic website, we're going to discuss pricing with Judy and the struggles of pricing jobs um, for freelancers, um, agency owners, 
pricing is always a problem and we're going to be delving into that in the bonus content. Judy, you've been a fabulous guest so far. I've really enjoyed the discussion. How can people in general uh, learn more about what you're up to and what you're doing in general, Judy? Uh, well, they can follow me at Judy Knight on Twitter or Instagram. You can see my new puppy. If you, oh. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, and also um, go to newtricks.com and you can sign up for my newsletter there. I send it out every Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Um, with tips and tricks for growing your business with uh, using your website um, or designing your website with WordPress. Um, and also, um, in, like you said in the show notes, they can find out more about the course, um, going to our landing page about the course. Oh, that's great, Judy. And Kim, how can people find out what you're up to online, Kim? You can find all my different programs at kimshivler.com. And I will say for Judy that newsletter does come every single Wednesday, and it is one of the few that I actually read every week. So I can recommend signing up for it. Um, how can you get hold of me? It's quite simple, folks. Um, basically, you um, um, can go to the WP Tonic website. We've got a load of new blog content on there around member, you know, building the membership sites uh, and using learning management systems to build an online course and all, got a fabulous amount of new material on the website. And um, you can also join us um, live, um, not only for the Wednesday show, but also the Friday show, um, which we have a great panel, which we do at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. And you can see that on the Double WP Tonic Show Facebook page. Plus, you can watch the live interview of our Wednesday shows there as well. Also, next Wednesday, um, we've got a fantastic guest next Wednesday. We've got Rand Raskin from Moss joining us, the former CEO of Moss joining us for an exclusive interview. It's going to be fantastic. Um, he's one of my heroes of the internet, and he's just a really nice guy. So we've got that coming up. And just to finish it off, if you really want to support the show, Give us a review on iTunes. It really does help the show with the rankings in iTunes. And that would be much appreciated. So we're going to wrap it up now for the podcast part of the show. Um, but please join us on the WP Tonic website and watch our bonus um, continuance of the interview around pricing with Judy. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.